Hello, curiosity seekers. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. If you're looking for a storytelling formatted podcast with fun and fascinating topics on history and bios, then you are in the right spot. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now, let's get this story started. <laughs> I have a nefarious story to tell my friends today. And today is a experimental day. Hopefully everybody is on board with it because um, it's my birthday month and I'm on board. So you all have to be. This is going to be... <laughs> I'm telling this story to my friend Mel. Hello again, Mel. What's up? Okay. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> I, we're sharing a microphone, so let's make sure you guys can hear me. <laughs> it's just uh, like at work, Angie. I think I think I think the neighbors heard you. Um, <laughs> and I have a new guest with me. My new guest friend is Kimber. Hello. Hello. She is also a nurse. She is amazing, fun person to know. Um, recently met her, I don't know, three years ago. <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? <laughs> I mean, three months ago. <laughs> um, anyway, so she is here with us too, and we are going to be telling another medical true crime story about the Butcher of Paris. Ooh, the butcher. so exciting. Very nefarious. So... For those listeners who are don't like true crime, you're on the wrong channel. I wrong so sorry. I'm silently <laughs> judging you right now. Because I was so silent. I didn't even know All, you were Also anything. out loud. <laughs> I feel like medical history should go hand in hand with medical murder. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. It shouldn't, I guess. But I, it really shouldn't. It really shouldn't. <laughs> it really shouldn't because I disagree. <laughs> shouldn't but here i am right captivated i already and and this would be awful if it happened happened to anybody i knew but it's fascinating to to listen to so this this guy he is he is awful his name is marcel andre henry felix petit and why does he have so many names he's french Ah, uh, also like in the olden times they had a lot of names that's true you had to yeah. distinguish one john smith from another my having... little brother has two middle names it's mine weird, has three. Right? Oh, okay. and they're all they're all four of his names are sports like their name he's named i like can't football? say it because i don't want him to get a stalker but He's one football player, one baseball oh. player. Oh, I thought like his middle it. name. His middle name isn't football, baseball. No, no, no. <laughs> You're like they're sports. He's named after. <laughs> Sorry. They were sports, and I was like, okay, it's like no, no, no. baseball. <laughs> he probably, if my dad would have done that, he could have like, he would have done that. It'd be like soccer, football. Racquetball. I don't know. Well, javelin. <laughs> or you could just call them balls to the walls or something. Balls. This is my son. My kid's middle name to be balls. Balls, balls and badminton. Well, okay. first name Will Willie, right? <laughs> Willie balls. 
We've already gone way off the rails. <laughs> that reminded me of the story Joe said from um <laughs> from that from that story he told me about uh, Thomas Cream. His dad's Cream. name was William, but he went by Willie Cream. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a horrible word. It also reminds me of the story that Kimber said when I said, don't name your kid Willie. That's awful. That's a horrible name. And then we found out someone in the tent was like, had a kid named Willie. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right? They didn't say, yeah, they didn't say anything at the time. And then later. I, like, I went on and on about how awful that name would have been. <laughs> Well, we agreed. All of us agreed together. It was like this, like yeah, bonding I moment that day, talking about how terrible that was. Yeah. yeah, and I had no idea her kid was named Willie, and I don't feel bad about it. Okay, I don't regret. I regretted it at the moment. She should have named her kid Willie. Don't okay. name her I mean, kid Willie. You know, okay. We all have regrets. <laughs> also, cream and creamy are worse than moist. Oh. If we're talking about words, and we're back to yummily yeah. cream. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Gross. Marcel. Yum. He was born a long time ago. 1897. He was born outside of one of the city or in one of the cities Wait, in Burgundy. Wait, sorry. 1897? 1897. It was a long time ago from now. Okay. Sorry. I just like transported myself 100 years. I thought we were in the 19 somethings. Eight. Well, we will be soon. Okay. He was born in 1897. It's not so long ago. I mean, that means that, like, pirates were around not that long ago. This isn't a pirate story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought say? we were doing pirates. Medical Yeah, I heard murder. that. But then you in my did, mind... You did mention pirates earlier. You did mention pirates. You said something about pirates earlier. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. We apparently both heard pirates. Okay. Y'all so, drinking something. Medical murder, not pirates. Not pirates. Got it. All right. Medical now we're all on the right murder. track. <laughs> I, I try to remember. I don't. If As I, a nurse, I'm really good at attention to detail. I don't remember <laughs> saying pirates, but it could have been related to something. He might have known else. some pirates. I mean, you never know. I don't think he did. You don't think so? No. Do French people know pirates? <clears throat> okay. Okay, back to his birth. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1897, three years from the new millennial, in uh, Burgundy. So, <clears throat> Marcel had a younger brother named Maurice. His father worked for a post office. His mom was actually sent to an institution for the mentally ill when he was a boy, and then she died when he was 12. The father really couldn't handle this guy, so kind of shipped him off to the maternal mother and left him there with um, his brother. His uncle, who was a math professor, really thought that Marcel was a very cruel kid, but thought he was, like, very smart. He thought he was pretty genius, which is not a good combination. No, it's not. A lot of serial killers were, you know... Very smart. Yeah. There's some that aren't. Marcel was not a good kid. He was a liar and a thief. He hated authority figures, and <laughs> if looking at porno... Okay, this isn't funny. Did I have that back in the... I'm going to be serious for a second. This is seriousness. They did. Have, they've had porno since they've had photography. Yeah, so, like, people had to sit there for 20 minutes for so they could take their picture. Like, super still. Like, super... If you got paid to do it, why not? Right? If... So, and if looking at porno magazines in, instead of going and doing schoolwork at school wasn't enough... 
jeans. You know we're in a drought, right? <laughs> Did it spill over? No, it didn't. Oh, let's pick it up. <laughs> I'm just gonna look. <laughs> Mop it and drink it. Okay. <laughs> Suck Gross. it out of the carpet. <laughs> Yum. Yum. Okay. If looking at porno magazines instead of schoolwork wasn't enough, he was cruel to animals. <gasps> no. Okay, is he a serial killer? Can I? Isn't that like a thing? Can I? Can I leave the room now? <laughs> yeah. You, are you going to give details? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What kind of animals? <laughs> just cats. No. Oh. Cats? Okay. Just, just, just cats. Hey. Whatever. Okay, hey okay. now. Wait, like, so they were his own cats or were they neighborhood cats? This particular instance was his family cat. Ugh. Do you want to hear it? I mean, I you mean, gotta say it. I might leave the room. <laughs> um, I should point out there is a fourth person here and he's shaking his head yes. He wants to hear it. He wants to hear it. We got some cat haters. Okay. Oh, you do. I love cats too. They're all right. I, how dare you? I have a bird. How? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I'm not a big. I mean, I I could take them or leave them. I'm allergic, so I don't really get all, you know, snuggly with them. But. Cats are assholes. They're like, sometimes they're just... They can be. They can be. Sometimes they're really nice. I've had some cats growing up, and they were really... I love them. But I'm... Okay. I know you're an animal lover. I know it. I know it. For me, I'm detached from this. I feel like it's very cruel and awful, but I'm not going to cry. Okay. But you might. Okay. You ready? I might have nightmares. He put the family cat in a pot of boiling water. What? It did survive. Yeah, it wasn't like a fatal attraction situation <laughs> where he, he boiled a rabbit, but alive. But yeah. I haven't seen that, and I'm not going to. Oh, well, yeah, I just ruined because, the plot for you anyway. Hey, that's okay. Wait, that's, that's the that's, entire I'm, movie. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's the best part. Boiling a, a rabbit. <laughs> there's, like, there's some other things in there. But that was the, the creepiest part. part. That made her. Yeah. I wouldn't even do a lobster. I wouldn't even cook a lobster at home because you're supposed but to put them in there alive. And they scream. I wouldn't even that's do like it. That's the worst. Yeah, no. I wouldn't even do, they do that. Scream? They scream. And they're I've not even cute. Lobster. I just eat the lobster. So the cat survived? The cat survived. Ooh. Okay. But, okay. He, I'll move on from the cat. Okay. okay. We're going to move on to his other. Meow. He would steal and read mail from the neighbors. And then, like, he would. That's a felony. It is. My mom sometimes <laughs> does that. She opens my mail. Granted, maybe I shouldn't change my mailing address. So. <laughs> He would read the letters that were like love letters to like back and forth to cheating spouses. And then he would either send those letters to the uh, spouse of this cheating spouse to get them in trouble. Or he would blackmail them to get money so that he wouldn't tell the spouse that they were having an affair. Hmm. So, so he was an opportunist. But these letters are getting sent to the homes. He would steal the home out of the mail. But yeah, but how's the spouse not going to see this anyway? People were dumb back then. Well, people apparently. Right. People also like women didn't go out and work either, oh. so they probably were like, you know, wow. home getting the letter or or I don't know. I don't know how often these were happening, but I'm sure 
like a husband would be like, don't touch my mail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I you guess have to that's say true. that with a French accent. Oh, don't touch my mail. <laughs> <laughs> What is that French? I don't know. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Sounded good. Sounded good to me. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I like it. Okay. <laughs> was this when he was a teenager? Uh huh. He was a teenager. So anyway, so he was doing that, but he got caught. Dick. Right. Because I guess I someone was finally like fed up with this kid blackmailing him. Um. So he was arrested, but he was released not too long after because a psychiatrist said. He said. He's not responsible for his actions because of a mental condition that wasn't yet named. Some historians think that he had bipolar. Mm. Some historians think he just faked it because he was very smart. He also had a mother that was in and out of institutions that he may have been able to, like, pick upon. He may very well been mentally challenged because of his mother. Like, it can very well be... Uh, he might down. have had some sort of personality disorder. He had a lot like of things. Yeah. yeah. Sociopath mm-hmm. might be one of them. Yeah. He was very socially, he wasn't, he didn't have friends. He wasn't well liked. So he wasn't, he was kind of awkward in that way as well. And that carried out through his life. But he, he didn't care. He was like, do what he wanted. Anyway, so they let him go. Um, it wasn't his fault. So. Although Marcel was expelled from many schools, he managed to graduate with honors at 18. So he could be good when he wanted to be good. Like he, he was smart. He knew, he knew how to play the game. So I don't think, I think he was faking some of that illness, but I'm pretty sure he did have an illness because of some of the other things that we'll talk about here soon. He decided to go to medical school at the university of medicine in Paris. I mean, as one does when they've been like, Torturing animals and stealing mail. Of course, that's a great place. As a kid, he turned his life around. His father was probably so proud. When Marcel turned 19, he joined the army. Now, some historians don't understand this either because he didn't need to join the army because uh, he He was was too young to be drafted. Uh He was 19, but the draft age was, I think, higher than that. It was like 20 or 21. Okay. And so he didn't have to go, but he wanted to. He went... um, and that could have had something to do with the benefits you get as an arm in the army for school or mm-hmm. there's there's benefits. But a year after he got in, he got he got a piece of metal stuck in his foot. And then he was like, didn't want to go back. He's like, I don't want to go back. He was like, just a, I don't know what they didn't have PTSD back then either. But he was like claiming all his like PTSD symptoms and like. Didn't want to go back to the trenches and got a piece of shrapnel so was, in his foot. Okay, so he was. Is what this year? World War what what he was year 19. was this? Yeah. So this is World War One. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it okay, was, yeah. So he was in his early 20s. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And so he didn't want, yeah, he didn't want to be any part of, of that whole, like, the war, I guess, or it was just one way to get out. Right. They yeah. put him in a mental institution for a while because he was faking all of these. I'm saying fake because he got a freaking piece of metal in his foot. But he was doing, going through all of this and he was like, like, I can't, I can't. I could not, I could not. I don't know. That's, that's Spanish. <laughs> Thank you. Is that Spanish? <laughs> I don't know how. Let's see. Let me think. Mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my French for today. Okay. So anyway, he was discharged um, with a disability pension from the French army. 
did he have a limp or anything like that or or, or he they took the shrapnel out and then he just continued to have like ptsd yes. symptoms that was it that was that was but he was in for a year yeah one okay. whole year i mean world war one was kind of crazy yeah but, i mean i mean like wasn't that the mustard gas and all that stuff and i thought that was world war Two. My was husband it? was telling me with the, the trenches where people would die. Yeah. They didn't have anywhere to put them, so they have, like, dead bodies lying next to them and everything. So you're crazy. saying that he very well could have had PTSD. Mm. Yeah, he might have yeah. actually had I mean, had like, it. my my grandfather in World War Two, he was a cook, and he had, like, all kinds of crazy PTSD stuff. Yeah. But the historians that wrote these stories... Are disputing that. Are disputing saying, that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're saying okay. that his time there wasn't as awful as he's making it to believe. Yeah. So my question is, is did he actually, like, did he give himself the medal? Shot, I know, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, okay, so it's, like, not to not to say that he didn't necessarily, like, have issues and he's, like, super manipulative, but, like, my thought is, is, like, okay, so how much of it was him making it up or just, That's like, having an issue and then making it significantly more than what it really was? Good point. Yeah. You know? Good point. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> when he was 24, he finally graduated from medical school. He went back after he Wait, how out. long did that take him? It actually did not take him long. And that was the reason the historian thinks he went into the army. Because there's a special loophole for vets to get out of school faster. Oh, that's probably yeah. not a good thing. So... Yeah. <laughs> So they, don't worry, I was in the war. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't even a medical person in the war. But oh, I, mean, I don't know. He has medal in his forehead. Medal. Yep. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I don't. Know. Um. Bend over. Bend. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> or a side hobby. He continued to be cruel to animals. Ah, that how's that a hobby? Come on now. <laughs> because he was doing he was doing like other medical things, but that wasn't enough for him. Okay, this one, you can close your ears if you want. For a side hobby, he continued to be cruel to cats. These were stray cats. He would suture their anuses. <gasps> ah! <laughs> your face is freaking me out. <laughs> I'm pulling my cheeks off of my face. It's a new look. <laughs> it's definitely. I look like the scream guy. <laughs> um, he would not even pull the sutures out. He let them die. He'd watch them die. Uh, yeah, until until their occlusion just got the better of them. Well, if he were still alive, I would like to do that to him. Yeah, and watch him. Well, explode. I think we're okay now. We're we're getting Behind off the animals' cruelty. Okay, and he's going to move into people cruelty. So, how did people oh. find out about that? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, there are so many books and stories about this guy that someone did their homework and found his, some of the history. He probably did a lot more that wasn't even recorded. Right, and that's the only thing that we know of. There's stories about him that are. Like this, the the stories that I read were tr- were very much trying to pull fact from fiction because because he's so he's such a notorious serial killer in France that there's myths that come along with that right right so you have to kind of go through all of the facts to 
figure out what was true and what wasn't true. And so the, the stories I were reading were those that were like, if they weren't corroborated for fact, then they didn't put it in to the story or to the, to the book. So I feel like the things that are, that I'm putting in here were all things that they had said that they were able to confirm, but I don't know how they confirmed them. Fair enough. So I'm sure he probably did a lot worse and we don't know that it was never recorded or there was like recordings that were worse and were not ever true. So anyway, Marcel had ended up moving back to Burgundy and one of the small towns near where he grew up. This town only had 4,000 people, and it was rumored that he was able to compete with the other two doctors in town because two other doctors for 4,000 people is not a lot of people. Um, but he was able to compete because he was doing abortions, whereas those other two weren't because it's illegal in France at this time. It actually was not legal in France to do an abortion until 1975. Wow. But don't be fooled. He was not doing this um, to be helpful to the women that needed it. He was taking large sums of money from them. The other thing that he did was he was serving the poor for free. Again, not out of the goodness of his heart, but to take away patients from the other two doctors. <laughs> of course wow. he was. Because, yeah, because he didn't really need the money. He didn't I mean he was doing really well with the patients yet. Like getting all this money from the abortion, like he could he could totally just get money from that. He liked having money and he bought a lot of things like art and fancy furniture. And he had a motorcycle, which he crashed into the other doctor's car. On purpose, I assume. I, I don't know. Oh. But it did not help his situation with them liking him. Among Marcel's other problems was kleptomania. He could not help himself when he'd go visit a patient. He would steal something. Oh, he's doing house calls? House calls. Uh, mm -hmm. This was back in the nineteen early 1900s. Mm. He would steal something every time he'd go visit a patient. He wasn't very good at like hiding that fact because whatever he would steal was in his office. So <laughs> he just puts it on display. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I recognize that. I, I don't think that my grandmother's um, Is that my washing cross machine? was like, like no. <laughs> washing I wish you washing guys machine. could see Cooper right now. <laughs> Can you imagine like you leaving went, a place? You went straight to, like, <laughs> I think they were using tubs with like the washboard. Ah, okay. So, so just like, no, I don't know. I don't know when washing machines were invented. I'm not an encyclopedia. <laughs> but that's a little obvious. But you said it was kind of obvious, right? Well, it was obvious when they found it later. Oh, not, not when, when they was... were stealing it. <laughs> He's like wearing the watch. Because he would display it in his office later. I can't see a washing machine being in his office. He's proud of. It would be like some trinket or something. He's like ba -ba -da -ba. He's like taking the <laughs> taking the furniture or the pictures off the wall. Oh, family photo. I need this. <laughs> These are my friends. <laughs> it's like the people who don't take the photo out of like the the frame. Yeah. All right. So, that was the kleptomania part of his problems. So, um Marcel had a housekeeper named Louise. She, for some reason, said that the doctor got her pregnant. Could be true. He did have a sexual appetite. 
he would go into brothels and whatnot. But for some reason, she was making it public that he got her pregnant, and she disappeared after that. Oh. Whether it was true or not about the pregnancy, didn't find out long enough to see if the baby looked like him. I don't know. But he told people that she ran away with some guy that she met, and later was found in the local canal, decapitated. Oh. Yeah, she was found um, nearby. The same fate happened to two other housekeepers as well. Of his? With, of his within a few years span. Oh, that's not suspicious at all. No, but he didn't get in trouble. And the, only the first one was the one that claimed that she was pregnant? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder what yep. these other ones did. And he just disappeared. Jermaine and Suzanne, Susanne, I don't know, um, <laughs> also did, those are the other two housekeepers. Um, so he decided that he wanted more power. And was elected to mayor of the town. Oh, no. Yep. So this town was called Villa Nuevo. No, that's not what it's called. Villa Nuevo Yvon. No, I don't know. There's no V. Mm. Yon. I can't pronounce French words. I don't know so how to I do French for the life of me. And any French people out there or anyone who knows French, I'm so sorry. Every I, other word is silent. I only know Every myself. Every other letter is silent and stuff. Yeah, it's just like. There's the apostrophes everywhere. <laughs> it sounds lovely. It's in Burgundy, and I know how to say Burgundy because that's a wine. Wine, yeah. Mm, okay. Wine, wine. So he married. So he became mayor, and then he got married hmm. um, to Georgette, and Georgette had a son named Gehart. Is that Frenchy? That sounds pretty French to me. I don't and know. Georgette claims that Marcel was a good father. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing he's probably good at. Was he though? But as a mayor, he didn't lose his his sadistic side. Nope. He took some arrivals bass drum that he used for a parade, repainted it, and then put it in his own parade. Everybody knew it was his bass drum. <laughs> Nobody said anything. They were like, "Look what the other way." What is his deal? Oh, he's a good doctor. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> He also uh, stole a treasured cross from the town. He hated religion, he said, but he stole the... the people still were like, eh, whatever, what do you say? I don't know. <laughs> what, what to say? <laughs> the people just looked the other way, and then he started to embezzle from the town. Oh. Uh, he didn't need the money. He didn't need the money. This guy was doing really well, but he just did it because he could. So, during his mayoral time in his life, he was seen by uh, he was seen by another citizen having murdered another woman. Oh. She, she was married to somebody in the dairy community, and he killed her, then set her afire. Oh. With and the cross. Probably not the cross. Probably just with her clothes on. That's just an American thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe her clothes weren't on. I don't know. Um, so, the citizen who saw it. I don't remember his name. Do I? Do I know his name? Do I know it? No. No, I did not write it down. So somebody watched him murder somebody. Yes. And then set them on fire. And then set it all on fire. Oh. The building. How horrifying. Very much. And at least she was dead before the fire, right? That's something. But, yeah. And I don't know. They didn't say how he killed her. It just said that he witnessed the murder and the fire. So he was working with authorities 
to investigate this. It's a small town. It finally leaked to Marcel, and Marcel got rid of the witness. Oh. Yep. How he, convenient. He murdered him. That's not suspicious either. So he murdered the... He, he murdered and he injected him with some poison, which later This guy's he, dumb. Yeah. But, like, nobody cares. He doesn't... Like, Come he, on. It's almost like he wants to get caught. He's so blazing about all these crimes he does. Yeah. Like, these, pe- these people are so stupid, they don't... They're not... Like, he keeps getting caught, and they keeps getting... Like, he go- goes to jail, they let him go, or, um... They look the other way. Like, he's like, they're, it's almost like they're egging him on to see how far he can go. So, finally, he was caught as far as the embezzlement. So, but he resigned before they, they just suspended him. They didn't even, they just suspended him. So, he, yeah, for the mishandling of this money. This kind of sounds like modern day politicians, doesn't it? Does. It does. It's like you have something terrible happen. It's like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to take a leave of absence. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's... Well, that's what he he did, except <laughs> so he got caught and the money was supposed to be going to patients, like at some type of social Charity fund thing. or something. Yeah. Um, he resigned, but then he... <laughs> He ran and won a race for something bigger than mayor. He was the general counsel of the region. Mm. So he resigned from the mayor and got bigger and better things. Also sounds like modern politics, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, all these bad things happen and you're like, step aside for a second and you're like, that would run for president. (laughs) Yep. Right. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Dye my hair so nobody knows I'm old. Okay. This position was over within two years, though, when the mayor found, when they finally found that he was, this is what, this is what got him. He disconnected his home from the electricity so that he wouldn't get charged for electricity, his mayoral home, or like while he was mayor. So he didn't get ch- ch- charged for electricity for years. That's what got him out of office. That's what he got fired for. I mean, that's just criminal. <laughs> right? Can't do that. Right? And the town had had it. <laughs> that's the last straw. That's the last straw. Murder people. And that's he fine. left town. I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> so he went, he went back to Paris with his family. The money didn't go as far in Paris because he, you know, it's more expensive to live in the big city. But so he had to open up a practice practice again. So he had to build up more clientele, and he did that by making brochures. And the brochures lied about some of his background experience, such as working in a psychiatric hospital. I think he liked working with psychiatric people, probably because he could get one over on them. He was always trying to swindle or steal or whatever. And he claimed he claimed to be able to treat cancer, STDs, neurological disorders, and ulcers with some state of the art equipment that he didn't really have. He just said he had all this stuff. Sounds good. All, all. Where flies. do I sign up? <laughs> I've and got then, all of those. You've got all of those. <laughs> for a large fee, he would do abortions. Hmm. Um, and then he also refilled the narcotic subscri- prescriptions for drug addicts. Ah. All right. So, this does sound like modern there day. There we go. <laughs> he was getting lots of money for that. There's that. I should also mention, model. along with the lying, he was... Um, he was still stealing. 
he was he stole a book from a bookstore and then was chased by police. He, he, he murders was, people and then and then he steals. A, like a, yeah, it's really a, okay. But he was um, found again not responsible for his crimes because he had kleptomania. He had a mental disorder, so he was sent away on his own. He's a doctor. Uh, he can't help himself with the kleptomania and the compulsive lying. I don't know. He's he's not a good guy, but they just keep letting him go. So now we're just before World War Two, 1940s. France was under German control and the police were occupied with the German agenda. So they were a little busy. So this meant that he could get away with stuff a little bit better. And these bodies were showing up. The bodies were found in really odd shape, too. The eyebrows and lips were gone. Cut so, off? Mm-hmm. Cut off. So they, the historians think that he was doing experiments because he moved on from the cats and now is experimenting with people. But they don't exactly know what he was doing with them or, you know, what kind of experiments. But the bodies were found kind of in these, like, just weird, like, things were happening. And I I didn't record all of that. But, yeah, the lips. The lips and the eyebrows. Also, I don't you like mouths know. without lips. How would that would even? Have you like, seen people, the like people, people with thin lips? It freaks my husband out. I don't like that. That's like, that's like Fireman <laughs> Bob. Fireman. What's that? From Living Color? Fireman, oh, it's Jim it Carrey's character. Fireman Bill, yeah. when he does that. <laughs> Can't it's do creepy. It. I don't like it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm doing it right now, you I guys. Can't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look. Okay, I'm going to tell you more cat stories. No. If you do that again. Oh. <laughs> <Mommy>. <laughs> The coroner suspected that there was a serial killer doctor because there was a notch left on legs that I guess is something that uh, doctors do. It was like some... A notch? A notch. Like, so I was trying to figure that out. It was something that said that the, the doctors do when they're doing surgeries. Like it's something they learn in school where they learn like where they put the knife. And it might be for those that are learning when they're doing autopsies. Or they're doing cadavers or something. They're learning. They they make a notch where they put their scalpel or their knife. Oh. While they're like it's like a resting place for something. Hmm. While they're doing, I think, but they're dead. Don't. Oh, don't oh they're face. dead. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's some. It's like a learning autopsy. It's like a dead. learning something or other. So it's like residents and students do this particular thing with a notch. So he was just a, he wasn't a surgeon. He was just like an internal doctor or something like that, well, right? Or So that depends on country. So um, well, like here you, you could be both. You could do, a, you could be a surgeon or a doctor or you could be just a surgeon or, right? Right. In some countries you're, you could be both or, and you, but you learn surgeries. Um, I think they still have to do a residency. With right. So I don't know how it works. I mean, this was long, this was a hundred years ago. So I don't know how they were teaching them, but the coroner noticed that it's something that a doctor would do. Okay, fair enough. So it's not something like any like I wouldn't think to do if I was going to like I would you know what I mean? I was to cut I somebody mean, up. I would every time I'm murdering someone, I always just notch make, them a little. Well, when bit. I first read it, notch, <laughs> I was thinking like he made a notch. Okay, this is my third kill. This is my fourth kill. Yeah. I was thinking of notch on, but then that didn't make sense if it's like on several different legs. It, or why there would even be a notch. Like maybe he just made a little notch 
okay, this is my tell. This is how you know this is my art, my body. Right. But he was dismembering them. Right. Right. So, it wasn't so something... he had his something <laughs> there. Maybe he is. He was. He. It was a. It was a notch. It was a notch that wasn't to be. It wasn't a telltale notch for someone to go. This is my work. It was just something that happens when you're. Maybe he was dismembering them, and he was like he was doing an autopsy, and he wanted somewhere to set his scalpel. Right. It's just a. As you know, do. As you would learn. As you would learn in school. Mm-hmm. That's where you put your. So that's anyway. That's what I. So read. we know it was a doctor. He so knew it was a. So doctor. So he knew it had to be a doctor because that's what they were taught. When they're learning. So at this time, Marcel bought a mansion and he built a privacy wall and he built a triangle room. And I don't know if the triangle room is outside or inside. I'm thinking it's on the inside of the house. Okay. But it, it's very specifically a triangle. There was a false door. I don't know why there was a false door. And a peephole. So he could look in. I don't know if the false door was like on the inside. They'd bring him in and they thought there was another way out. I don't know. Anyway, so there's a peephole in this soundproof room. And I will reveal this. This doesn't sound like it's going to end well. I'll reveal the reason for this weird room in a little bit here. So Marcel went into business with two guys, one named Raul and Edmund. And they were local businessmen. And the plan was that they were going to help Jews get out of the country for a very large sum of money, 25,000 francs, which I looked up at that time was 27,000 US dollars. So it's not too much different. Um, but $27,000 is a lot of money. 25,000 francs is a lot of money. And they would were supposed to get a passport and then they would be taken out of the country. They called the network the Fly Talks. And Fly Talks is the name of a pesticide that was popular back then. <laughs> Not pest, yeah, pesticide, insecticide. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they named it, he named it that because it has something to do with getting them out and he thinks they're like, like pests but or something. What does a pesticide do? It, it, it kills, <gasps> right? So I'm Dark. wondering if he did that on purpose. Um, Marcel's codename was Dr. Eugene. That's so the, creepy. So the two men, I know that's a horrible name. I'm sorry to sorry. any Eugene's Sorry, Eugene. Sorry, Eugene's listening. But they know the name is horrible. Okay. The two men. Are you? The two men. What does that mean? Oh, oh no. Uh oh. Break time over. <laughs> this episode brought to you by water. Kimber thinks it's great. Yum. Hydrate. Hydrate, people. We're nurses. We know what we're talking about. You know that from what I've told you already, this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. But 1942, the first hopeful customer wanted to go to Argentina. Marcel told him that he would get him to Spain and take a boat from there to South America. The man was Jochim something. He was Polish. <laughs> Nobody needs to know his last name. Just just say a prayer for him later. Um, sold his business and took out two million francs and went off to Dr. Eugene's mansion. But he never made it to South America. And then his wife came looking for him to find out what happened because she hadn't heard from him in all this time. Um, and 
uh, Marcel gave him some letters that, that he had written. The historians think that some of the letters were legit. They were written in his, uh, his handwriting. The other ones were written in like Marcel's handwriting. So some were, le were legit. I don't know if it was like he was sending these letters from South America to pretend the, the fake ones, pretending like it was from South America and they were being sent to Dr. Eugene to say, yeah, I got here, blah, blah, blah. And then he was going to send them to family or whatever. Hmm. I don't know what the letter said, but the first letters, um, he would have the victim write, And I don't know what they said. I don't know if it was like, Okay, we're getting. I'm getting the passports ready. We're doing this stuff. He would make them write them. I don't know if he like made them or just said, "Hey, write these to family, keep oh. them updated." I don't right. know the how he did it, but okay. but there were letters and they were legit letters from the victim. But obviously, the victims were killed. He so he would take the luggage, the money. This guy took out two million francs. He took out all of this stuff, and then Marcel would take the lug everything. Now, if you're running away, you're a, you know someone who's Jewish, and you're running away for your life. The things you take are going to be really important things, right? You're right, going to take right. stuff that's important to you or valuable, and they all these people had those things with them, and Marcel took them and just kept them, kept them all, didn't get rid of them, just kept them. And so it's really on display in his office with everything probably. Else. <laughs> um, so, so this was the first victim, and then the wife was like, "Okay, then I guess he's okay." Just hadn't heard from him. Um, don't know what happened to him from that time he left Doctor Eugene's office to Argentina. Something could have happened in route or whatever. Anyway, but there was another victim. He was a very suspicious and smart pimp. <laughs> a pimp. Pimp. He wanted to get out of to South America as well, and he wanted to take his working girls with him because at the time it was it was it was a hard life for a pimp out there. Family, <laughs> you know, it's important. Priorities. Anyway, so he wanted to take his girls with him, and but he was suspicious of this, you know, this process, this guy, whatever. So he sent. I mean, if you're suspicious, don't you send out your friends? To go mm -hmm. test the waters first? Yeah, you send out some of your working girls, see yeah. if they come back. He did send out a working girl, probably his best worker, which seems really dumb, and his friend, which also seems dumb. I would send someone else on the street, but that's a lot of money. I guess you're going to... But if it was legit, you really want to you know, spend all that much money. Anyway, he sent his friend and one of the, one of the girls, and um, again, had the letters, and so he felt like that was, okay, that's... That's legit. Okay. He, they, they wrote the letters. They were okay. They must have made it. So then him and I don't know how many working girls, um, he also went and had the same fate. So they never made it. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know how many. The guy, the pimp's name was uh, Joe Le Boxer. Mm, mm. Fancy. Yeah. His name was Joseph so they just disappeared. We don't know what happened to their bodies or... I do. Okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> just not right now. Okay. So, yeah. So he became another victim. So now, which is funny because I was going to say, you want to know how he did it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to wait a little longer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
So it's theorized that Marcel had told them, you're going to have to be inoculated. I'll be happy to give you that anti-typhoid vaccine because you're going to need it for South America. You're just going to need to. And he would give them that vaccine of cyanide and put them in the little triangle room with the fake door and watch them through the peephole die. Oh, my God. Just like he did with the cats. One messed up dude. In 1943, the rumors of the fly talks were hitting the German ears. The Gestapo, who actually had a headquarters really close to his mansion, and there was like all these, uh, what do you call those people? The SS? No. They're called collaborators. The collaborators. A lot of collaborators and the Gestapo were near his mansion. And so all this was going on, and he was trying to pretend like he was part of the, like he was trying to help them. He's killing Jews for them, right? But What a helpful guy. Yeah, but he's also playing the other side of the resistance. So he was like, he didn't care about either side. It was all about him, his, him, him and his money. Anyway, so the Gestapo was like thinking they were going to set a trap for this guy. He heard about this Dr. Eugene, and he got... A Jewish man named Ivan Dreyfus. He was a Jewish prisoner prisoner that promised him freedom and money for his help. So this poor guy went to Marcel in this trap. And he was so nice that he let him in on the trap. He told him that the Gestapo was trying to catch him. Because he's a Jewish guy. He's thinking that this guy's doing good. Right. And... And so he lets him in on the secret. Didn't save his life, though. He was still a victim. He was... So he got um, the cyanide vaccine and was... <laughs> um, disappeared. And the Gestapo was like, what the heck is going on? And it didn't... You know, nothing... He couldn't find this guy, Eugene. So the Gestapo went to plan B, which was to torture Marcel's business part- partner. Which So they found... They knew how we were getting to, to this guy, but they didn't. But they didn't. So they tortured him. He gave it up. Marcel was thrown in prison, and he was tortured for months. But Marcel didn't give up anything. He didn't break his silence. Um, he was immersed in freezing water. He they filed down his teeth. Oh. Is that like a painful thing? I imagine once you get down to yeah, yeah, there are nerve endings in your teeth, right? There's it just sounds terrible to begin with. I was like, ah, that doesn't sound bad. (laughs) But I guess I mean because when you go to the dentist and you get a filling, yeah, but they drill into your tooth and they numb you up for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They beat him and they just wouldn't talk. The other people that were in jail from the resistance were like kind of admiring him a little bit. Thinking like he's a strong dude that's like, he's a resistance. Part of the resistance. (laughs) He's so strong. Um, So, but he was released a few months later and they have no idea why. I don't know why. Hmm. He didn't go to court or anything. They just released him. He at first left town and then decided, well, he needed to hide the evidence. Probably a good idea. His game is up. Mm -hmm. His business guys were were tortured. He doesn't have those people anymore. The war's coming to an end soon anyway, so his little business venture is gone. So he got the people out of the mass grave site that he put them in, 
on the property, he enlisted the help of his brother Maurice by getting him some white whitewash. Whitewash is a combination of lime and water that helps break things down. Oh, so kind of help get rid of the bodies. To try to things? decompose the bodies quick. Oh. And, well, Why is his it's, brother it's not... helping him? Is his brother crazy? His too? brother didn't know what it was for. Oh, okay. So he says. Mm. He told him it was for all the cockroaches infestation that he had. And that's why he needed this all this whitewash. Also that's also gross. Gross and embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was helping him with that, but he didn't like he but he was making him go buy it because there's a lot of white a lot of lime that would raise suspicion. But he made his brother go do it. Isn't that what John Wayne Gacy used in his crawl space? I think he did use lime yeah. or lie. Lie. Oh maybe it was lie. I, I think he used lie. Something with an O. Um, so but that's not a very quick decomposition thing to do. And I actually I don't think it works very well. So he went to plan B, which was to take these dismembered bodies and put them in the fireplace oh. of his mansion oh. for the neighborhood to smell. Warm the place. Oh. So the neighborhood was starting to complain about the smell that was coming out of this place. And this is where I get confused because he wasn't on site. And I don't know how big the fireplace was, but he wasn't there while some of the bodies were being burned. While it was still going on, the fire. But he was somewhere else. Also, where's his wife and children? I'll get to that in a second. Because I was wondering That's the same thing. That's a good thing. question. I forgot about them. I'm imagining this man in this mansion by himself. I forgot she's he in was her... married and had kids. He's a good father, by the way. She's in her own triangle room. No. So. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Snap. I'm just kidding. She. They had another place. Mm. He had another apartment, which I think is where he was at. So I think this mansion was kind of used as a, a ruse or for business or something because she wasn't even living there. She was living at another apartment somewhere else. And I think that's where he was when this fire was found. Like the authorities came, the police, firemen, they came to this house. And I don't know, the the fire was out of control, but they were like, there's bodies here and stuff. And they... He was like, don't do anything. One book said, was like, don't do anything. I'll be right there. And then um, another book said that didn't happen, that he came and pretended he was his brother. He came, but he, they, either way, they, they got a hold of him. He showed up like a long time later on his little bike. <laughs> <laughs> and his, um, and they were like, okay, well, we got to put this fire out. We got to do something. So they, they ended up doing it before he got there. But he pretended to be his brother. And was like, um, I don't know anything about this. This is this is this is crazy. I don't know where my brother is and all this stuff, right? So he left and then was on the run for like five or six months. Um, they did arrest the rest of the family. Like, how do you not know about this going on, right? Seriously. So they arrested the da- the the wife and the son and the brother. And the oh, the other thing the brother did was he had him give away some of the suitcases to other people. He didn't know why. Didn't ask like, like whose suitcases are these? I guess he maybe thought it was just Mer- uh, Marcel's and he was going to just give this stuff away to, to the neighbors or whatever. So no idea. And it was still full of jewelry and everything. Like this stuff, people's stuff was still in there. Didn't even get rid of, didn't pawn it, didn't do any of that stuff. Huh. So, um, yeah, it was just strange. So they were they find it hard to believe that Maurice didn't have anything to do with it because he was giving their stuff away too. So um, 
they found in the fireplace 27 bodies. Oh my god. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Yeah, that's why I think it was a really big fireplace. I was a little confused about all that and like where the wife was and like why he wasn't there while there was a fire going on in the fireplace. That's probably because the lot. smell was probably really bad, and he had to get out of there and just let it burn itself out. Can you imagine being the neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> the neighbors just kept complaining, and complaining. So I feel like seriously, right? <laughs> I feel like it was going on for probably days. Well, I mean, like, okay, so if it wasn't so big and they're saying there's 27 bodies, like, maybe there's, like, 27 femurs or, like, you know, like, evidence that yes. there were 27. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, yeah. evidence, oh, okay. especially since yeah. they were dismembered. You'd have to put them together. I don't know how big DNA was back then. Like, to, they don't think they had that kind of Mm-mm. science in the... No. Yeah. No, that no, was I more don't. recently. Yeah, so... Like, 80s, 90s. Yeah. So I think they had to go, okay, we have a lake right. here and another lake here, so that's one body. <laughs> you know i don't know Piece them so it's a good way to do it i mean it makes sense people don't have three legs you know most people yeah most people. most people and what are the odds more inbreeding a three-legged thing. jewish man trying to get to argentina okay. what are the chances <laughs> i mean you'd be able to pick them out of a crowd that's for sure um <laughs> it's funny because i said okay so where was Mar- marcel's wife this whole time good question like i knew you guys were gonna ask so anyway um so the news the news made georgette faint they took her in they're trying to question her she fainted they took her to the hospital kept questioning her at the hospital she didn't know anything apparently that's what i'm gonna do if i'm ever accused of a crime faint away no my husband did not no um They said... Foolproof plan, guys. <laughs> it's going to work. No. Did it work for her is no. the question. Uh, I guess so. Because they did let her eventually ah, go. They, go. They also let Maurice go and the son because they clearly needed... I mean, it was clearly like Marcel. Like, this was all him and yeah. and whatnot. But Also, why would you name your kids Maurice and Mar- Marcel? Marcel. Mar- I keep getting Marcel, them mixed up. Marcel and Maurice. 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 Marcel. Too close. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not judging. <laughs> it's better than Eugene. <laughs> Full circle, y'all. Full circle. <laughs> the neighbor said um, they kept they saw them giving suitcases away, and so Maurice went to find the, some neighbors that he gave them to to prove like that he didn't know that he because he was scared like he was gonna get caught for this. And somehow he wanted to find those neighbors to connect, like, like, here's the suitcases back. I didn't, I didn't know they were dead people. Like, they didn't know, like, we, we just didn't, you know, like, I don't know, they were somehow proof or something. I don't know. Again, I'm always confused at the details. Anyway, so, Marcel's on the run, five, five months of evading the police. The police inspector was very smart and knew that Marcel's weakness pretty much was his vanity. So they laid a trap. They posted a fake article in the paper and there was a certain region that they suspected he was in. And so it worked. They put in the paper that he was a Nazi lover. He wasn't. And he wanted the story to be corrected. So he did write in and say, nope, that is not how. No, that is not how it happened. <laughs> and so this is, again, confusing. But they say, the historians say that they figured out who he was because they went to the resistance and said, is this the handwriting of anyone you know? 
And then we're like, yes, that is Walter Wetterwald. Oh. Wetterwald. <laughs> that's the real, that's the name he used. I'm not kidding. Walter Wetterwald. So they caught him. So he claimed he was part of the resistance. This is when he got, he got arrested in 1944. He claimed he was part of the resistance and he even joined forces with them when he was on the run, which is why he knew those other people. But a judge saw through all of that, luckily. Finally, someone was like, no, you're not getting off this time. This is not from your mentalness. You're a serial killer, and you're going to be in trouble. So they also what also didn't help him is one of the bodies that they found was a child. Oh. So, no, you are not getting off easy. There were 49 suitcases found. And the contents were made public to help the case. People thought the judge was crazy, but the judge is the one that made it public because he wanted to find who these people were. Mm-hmm. And right. in, including his first that wife that I told you about, the first victim, she was like, yes, that's his stuff. Oh, my gosh. And found out what really happened to her husband. So it did help. They were able to find, um, I don't know if all of the bodies, but most of the bodies. Can you imagine... Like, it, this is a time when it, people are just randomly disappearing and you think, like, oh, it's because of the war or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not because of the war. It's because some jerk. 1945, Marcel was not the only one being charged with the murders. Um, oh, never mind. I already told you that. They dropped the charges. They ended up dropping all those charges. So that was 1945. He was being known as the Butcher of Paris and Dr. Satan. He was tried for the 27 murders, nothing else. He claims there was 63 because he was trying to convince the court that he was killing Germans and collaborators and pimps so that he was beefing up the numbers to make it look like he was a hero for the Germans rather than that. I don't know if he beefed up those numbers or he really thought maybe there was 60 something. So they're very real. Could have been. I mean, yeah, he was dumping them in rivers and, and whatnot. So burning them in the fireplace, burning them in the fireplace. I mean, he could have been doing that well. There could have been other mass graves that don't know. Um, well, so finally he didn't get away with it. Um, he was found guilty and sentenced to the guillotine. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. also the first death sentence after World War II. So all of this took place after the World War II. And his last words before dying in the guillotine were, Gentlemen, I have one last piece of advice. Look away. This will not be pretty to see. <laughs> well, well, isn't that special? So did you know? <laughs> Fun fact I learned from a former co-worker, the guillotine was used until in France until like 1975. Get out of here. The year that they start, they started doing abortions. They're That's like, crazy. they're like, what are the other guys? <laughs> We're stopping with the guillotine, but now we can do abortions. It's like <laughs> a new campaign, right? A whole new campaign. Huh. Uh, Less cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wife of Georgette and son left, ironically, to Argentina. Um, they, <laughs> the butcher, I think... The media attention for this butcher of Paris was so huge. There's no yeah. way she could have lived in France oh, no. again. Like that would have been too that that would have been awful. She'd be fainting all over the place. So yeah. So she moved to South America. 
The mansion was sold and the new owners were trying to find the millions that were supposedly left. They weren't in the suitcases, but he would take all their money. So there were supposed to be millions of dollars left from all these people he took from. So I guess the people who bought the house thought that it was just going to be hidden in some room, some hidden triangle room or something. But historians think the family just took it and just didn't tell anybody that they had all that money. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah probably. So um, that was the story of the nefarious butcher of Paris. And we're out. Bye. Bye. See you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's mental vacation from your current life. If you did and are curious for more, please subscribe. Before you go, if you have anything to add to today's show or you have a topic that you think is worthy of dissection, please reach out on dissectingmedicalhistory.com or Instagram on Dissecting Medical History. Thank you, and stay curious. Okay, so you've known... But water makes me pee. Water makes you pee. <laughs> I don't like the taste of water. I love those people that are like, they they need Lasix, which is a, it gets water off, right? It's a diuretic. But they're like, but it makes me pee. Yeah, that's the point of taking it. So your heart doesn't have to work harder, right? I were giving it to you, buddy. But they're like, but I was on a vacation. Okay, but your heart doesn't go, oh, okay. It's all good. I'll take a rest. <laughs> Just go and, into the ocean. But I was, in a, I was on a road trip. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Do we yelp about it? I don't know what to tell you, but you should be taking your... <laughs> yeah, yelp about Lasix. Yelp about the Lasix. <laughs> Tell them how awful it is, so podcasts can go on and read a, read about the about your review. I'm gonna look that up later. I bet there is a Yelp about Lasix. It probably is, <laughs> and and some narcotic. I'm gonna look that up too. Right, like morphine. Morphine. Or the about the nurse that didn't push it fast enough. Ugh. Yeah. Push it fast. It works better that way. Push it real good. Okay. Push. push it. Or like the people when we give vaccines and they're like, go real slow. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> it's like, or he, I, I'll just leave the needle in there longer. Just, don't worry. Yeah. Or, or go really fast. Yeah, the Either faster way. you go, the quicker you can taste it. <laughs> we ha- she, had a pa- she had a patient that said she could taste it. We didn't ask what it tasted like, but I'm pretty sure. I really sure it was would have like... loved to have been there and asked. She most yeah. certainly did. I would have not totally. She was, she was all. <laughs> I can taste it now. A nice and was, Chianti. And it was like, mm, okay, I'm leaving. I'm just totally she was a little dramatic. Yeah. We, we've had some dramatic patients. We had like, that one dramatic girl. She was with the blindfold. She's a teenager, late teens, like almost an adult. Eh, she still has a ways to go, I think. Wasn't she like 19? She was, but I mean like mentally. Oh, mentally, yeah. But she had her boyfriend next to her. Holding her hand, she blindfolded herself with a cute little scarf the whole time. Like the whole time she was blindfolded. Was Didn't do it right before. Like she was sitting in the car with the door open. Blindfolded. Like Sandra Bullock in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's Waiting. like, let's go to a... Uh, yeah. 
we made her wait too. But was it because we were out of vaccines at that moment, or was I, it we made her wait because it was wait, too so she just, like, hilarious? In there just with blindfolded, <laughs> holding their boyfriend's hand, all like dramatic. It was funny. It was. It was really over the top. I turned around and rolled my eyes at Ange. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's got to get vaccinated, guys. There's right. going to be. A, I know. You know. I'm like, well, at least she's of... here. Even the drama queens. Yeah, there is one person who said that she'd never got a vaccine before. And I, I doubt saw... that. Well, I mean, like, I'm assuming at that point it's like, okay, so you haven't had one in the last like 50 years. Yeah, because I mean, like even as a kid, she probably got polio.